Hello and welcome to the Investing on the Go podcast brought to you by Fund Calibre. I'm Ryan Lightfoot-Brown and today I have the pleasure of being joined by Guy Feld, co-manager of the Marlborough UK Microcap Growth Fund and Eustace Santa Barbara, a fund manager who works alongside Guy in the Marlborough UK Small Companies team. Guy, Eustace, thank you very much for your time today. Thank you for having us. Um, Eustace, we'll start with you if that's okay. Uh, the UK stock market is very unloved um, and has lagged other global stock markets this year. Um, but the performance of the UK microcap growth fund year to date has been very good. What's been the secret of its success? You're absolutely right, Ryan. It's been a turbulent year and the UK market has remained out of favour with global investors, in part because of uncertainty around a Brexit trade deal. There are, though, still UK companies that are continuing to trade very successfully and have strong growth prospects. And as a large and experienced team of stock pickers, these are the companies we look for. As investors in UK smaller companies, we believe we have a number of advantages. One is the sheer number of companies we have to choose from, hundreds, which means there are always interesting new opportunities coming onto our radar. Another advantage is there are fewer investment analysts looking at smaller companies. On our funds, we work with a large and experienced team. That means we have the resources to do our own research and meet company management teams face-to-face, even though for much of 2020, this has been on Zoom. These company meetings help us identify companies with growth potential that hasn't yet been recognized by the wider market. The sharp market falls in the early stages of the crisis also created an opportunity, enabling us to add to some of our existing holdings and to buy new companies for the portfolio at significantly lower valuations. We've been particularly interested in companies benefiting from long-term growth trends, supercharged by the pandemic and the resulting lockdowns. The growth of e-commerce and digital gaming, the rollout of the 5G network, have been investment themes for us for some time now. And these are trends that have been accelerated by the changes in the behavior of people and businesses because of the pandemic. We frequently hear that growth which might otherwise have taken years to play out has been compressed into months. So many companies operating in these business areas have done very well during this crisis. The other side of the coin is that inevitably there are businesses that have struggled as a result of the pandemic. And it's true that investing in smaller companies can be riskier. This is one of the reasons we hold a broadly diversified portfolio of more than 170 stocks in the microcap fund. It reduces the overall impact on the portfolio if an individual company does run into trouble. We also believe, though, that as rivals founder, some companies will emerge stronger from the crisis, where they have a competitive advantage, a robust balance sheet, and revenues which are less dependent on the economic cycle. COVID-19 has changed how we lead our lives, how we work, rest, and play. And some businesses will benefit from this over the longer term. These are exactly the kind of companies we're looking for. And if I can turn to Guy, please. Um, It's a topic we've perhaps touched on, but the fund has around 17% invested in tech companies. Can you tell us a bit more about the tech sector for smaller companies? Because tech is one of those areas that is missing from the larger FTSE 100. Um, And do all these companies end up getting bought out so they never actually become large caps? Hello, Ryan. Yes, as you quite rightly say, technology companies are only a small part of the FTSE 100. 
In the US, tech stocks represent nearly 30% of the value of the large cap index, the S&P 500. By contrast, the FTSE 100 has only three companies that I classify as genuine tech stocks, and they account for less than 1% of the overall value of the index. If, like us, though, you're looking at the UK's smaller companies, there are far more technology companies to choose from. Around 70% of our fund is invested in stocks on AIM, the junior market for younger, growing businesses, and it's home to 84 technology companies, accounting for 17.5% of the value of the index. In addition, there are plenty of AIM companies that might not be classified as pure play technology stocks, but are certainly technology-enabled. Many of these tech and technology-led companies are operating in areas that have performed particularly strongly during the crisis. Eustace mentioned e-commerce and digital gaming companies earlier, and these are both areas that have done well, with people being stuck at home during lockdown. Payments processing companies have also reaped the benefits as the crisis has accelerated the move away from cash. And cybersecurity is another growth area because cyber attacks are increasing, with people spending more time online and in many cases being less well protected when working from home. Financial securities trading platforms have benefited from sharp moves in stock markets that have encouraged increased buying and selling of shares. We've also seen an acceleration in the trend of businesses and government departments using digital channels to talk to people. That's meant greater demand for the services of companies providing technology for text message communication, emails, web chat, chatbots, and video. So yes, there's a thriving ecosystem of smaller tech companies in the UK. Many of these businesses have done very well during the crisis and, we believe, are positioned for strong growth over the longer term. It's true that several of the more successful UK technology companies have been bought out by large overseas players. There's also the constant threat of talented management teams being lured away by private equity. But if you're asking do I believe some of today's smaller tech companies have the expertise and vision to grow into FTSE 250 and FTSE 100 businesses? Then the answer is absolutely. Yes, I do. Thank you, Guy. That was really interesting. Um, and the cybersecurity thing for home computers is something I really hadn't appreciated. Um, now, going back to Eustace, um, smaller companies, are usually ones that do very well um, out of... Uh, out of a recovery. So do you think that next year, if we start seeing an economic recovery, smaller companies could do better in general? We certainly believe many smaller companies have characteristics that should enable them to move more quickly to adapt to the new business landscape and seize the opportunities presented by an economic recovery. Smaller companies can be more agile than their larger counterparts. They're likely to have smaller teams, fewer layers of management, and greater flexibility which means they can be more nimble and quicker to adjust to changes in the marketplace. As many slower-moving larger businesses flounder, we believe smaller companies can be more fleet of foot, 
Often, they're also leaner than big companies, by which I mean they're less likely to be encumbered by costly long-term property leases or hobbled by outdated IT systems. All other things being equal, leaner businesses without these legacy costs should be able to convert more of their revenues into profits. There's also a strong entrepreneurial spirit among those running smaller companies. And despite the challenging economic backdrop, there will be opportunities, even in the hardest hit sectors. For example, an experienced restaurateur who has been out of the market may see an opportunity to launch a new chain or expand an existing one. Rents are lower because landlords need good tenants. Competition has been reduced because of the closure of a significant number of casual dining restaurants. And there's increased availability of experienced staff. So while there's likely to be reduced demand from diners for some time, there may be an opportunity. Another positive for investors in smaller companies is mergers and acquisitions, or M&A. The crisis acted as a break on M&A activity in the first half of the year, but it's begun to increase again in the second half. Small and mid-cap companies tend to be the primary focus for M&A activity, and investors can often receive a significant premium for their shares. M&A activity is also positive because it shows that competitors excuse me, and private equity houses are recognizing value in smaller companies. What's also very noticeable is that valuations at the smaller end of the market are significantly lower than among larger companies. That's important when you consider the superior long-term growth potential we believe can be offered by quality, smaller companies. Overall, we believe the combination of all of these factors is creating some very interesting opportunities. Thank you, Eustace. Um, now, turning back to you, Guy, Eustace touched on the Brexit topic earlier on, but perhaps you can expand on it. Um, what are your thoughts on Brexit? Is it something that's really going to matter to the UK's smallest companies? It's true that Brexit has added a degree of economic uncertainty, but I'm very much of the opinion that quality smaller companies with high calibre management and great products and services will continue to go from strength to strength regardless. It's also worth remembering that an increasing number of our smaller companies are genuinely international businesses. They may have their HQ in the UK, but their customer base doesn't stop at the White Cliffs of Dover. If you look at a whole range of tech-related companies, for example, then they're selling globally. And that's true in many other sectors as well. Many of our small companies are far from dependent just on the UK economy. There's a great entrepreneurial spirit among the management teams running many smaller companies. And as the pa pandemic has shown, change creates new opportunities for agile businesses. So whatever the final position on January the 1st, I have confidence that well-managed quality companies will continue to prosper. The other thing to remember is that AIM, which is where we find most of our opportunities, is a genuinely international market that attracts young, growing companies from around the globe. According to AIM's figures, more than a third of the companies listed on the junior market are headquartered or have the majority of their operations outside the UK. That means investing in smaller companies listed in the UK can be a route to growth stories around the world. We're keeping a sharp eye on Brexit and the wider economic backdrop. 
but we're stock pickers first and foremost. And we're continuing to identify very interesting opportunities among the UK's smaller companies. Well, Guy, Eustace, as expected, that's been really interesting. Thank you very much for your time today. Thank you for having us. And if you would like to know more about the Marlborough UK Microcap Growth Funds, please visit our website, fundcaliber.com. And for more content from our Investing On The Go podcast, please subscribe via your usual channels. Please remember, we've been discussing individual stocks to bring investing to life for you. It is not a recommendation to buy or sell. The fund may or may not be holding these stocks at time of your listening. <music>